the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Whenever we hear the term adultery, we generally think in terms of the betrayal that takes place between a husband and a wife. For those of us that are Christians, it can also refer to those times we choose the things of this world over the things of God. Listen today as Pastor Draper speaks to us from the subject, The Danger of Spiritual Adultery. He will be speaking from the Old Testament book of Malachi, the second chapter, verses 10. But you, you say, well, well, why, Pastor? I, I, I'm not satisfied. Well, you take that up with God. But I give you some more whys. The believer will want to run the business based on biblical principles, while the unbeliever will attempt to run the business on worldly principles. That's why you have two principles uh, there trying to merge. It's like trying to put oil and water together. It just ain't going to work. Let me give you some examples in business practices. Number one, dishonest record keeping. One of you want to keep it straight, and the other one say, no, let's fudge the numbers. Dishonest record keeping, you see? Number two, seeking a profit at any cost. And the other person say, you know what, that person, let's use a restaurant, uh, they're homeless or they, uh, they're struggling. Let's go give them a meal. No, huh, that's their problem. They pay up like everybody else. Seeking a profit over people, over their condition. All I want is their money, honey. Number three, being less concerned about moral and ethical behavior. One wants to be moral. The other one, not so moral. Number four, inappropriate advertising. You ever seen television? I don't call no names because I don't want to get sued out there. But they have these great big old, uh, I I still want to call the name, but they have these great big old pizzas, uh, burgers. And then when you get to where you're going to go, I ain't still calling no names, but y'all know what I'm talking about. They look like a penny. <laughs> Can't it make it look, it, it can look so good on television, makes you want to run down and get it right now. But then when you get down there and you see what it looks like, it ain't big as a quarter. <laughs> Inappropriate advertising. Yeah. Uh, number five, extended work hours to include working on Sundays. One of them say, no, we need to make some more money. We're going to be open, but shop is open on Sundays. And you, you say, no, I want, to go worship. I want to go worship God. I want to go to church on Sunday. There's a struggle there. One wants to take off for the Lord, or at least a half day for the Lord. Another say, no, we open all day for God. Number six, attempts to stifle your witness in the workplace. You tied in somebody, and all of a sudden, you say, you know, I, want to, I think I, that person, like they need Jesus. And, and your co-owner say, don't bring that Jesus stuff in here. You want to play Christian music. And they say, no, let's play some get down music. Papa got a brand new bag. You see, 
So there's a conflict of interest even when one wants to witness and the other struggles with the witnessing. You see what happens there? Am I getting through to y'all? Y'all getting weak on me. Number three, here's one I didn't say last week either. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is spiritual negligence to not fast and pray before making a lifetime commitment to a marriage. That's big. It is spiritual negligence to not fast and pray before making a lifetime commitment to a marriage. If you didn't know no better and didn't fast and pray, you know, most of us didn't. Thank God for his grace. I want you to say amen. God just took care of me. when I, don't you, Aren't you glad that God looks out after you even in your ignorance? I said, God, I'm just as ignorant as I can be. I'm so glad you patient with me in my ignorance. I didn't fast and pray, but you sure gave me a good one anyhow. Well, some of y'all said, because I didn't fast and pray, God, what happened to me? Well, I don't know. You check up with God, but... But I know it is spiritual negligence not to fast and pray before making a lifetime commitment to a marriage. Apart from coming to Christ, that's the next biggest decision you can make in your life. You're talking about committing yourself to somebody for to death do you part. Sleep with them, eat with them, go out, everything. Merge everything. And then you go, you're not going to even pray about it? I say. Number four. When a, married, when a Christian marries an unsaved spouse, they increase the risk of falling into apostasy. When a Christian marries an unsaved person, they increase the risk of falling into apostasy. Well, I can marry him, I can marry her, and then all of a sudden, instead of you uh, leading them to Christ, they led you away from Christ. See, that's just as much of a possibility as you leading them to Christ. You know, that's just as much. There is another possibility. They may lead you away from Christ. Dr. J. Vernon McGee said, I quote, anytime a Christian marries an unbeliever, Satan becomes their father-in-law. You hear what I said? <laughs> I think I'll go on. Need not say any more on that. Number five, if you're a Christian and married to an unbelieving spouse and he or she is willing to live with you, do not pursue a divorce. In other words, you know, both of y'all were pagans. You got saved. And one of y'all got saved. And now you, one is a believer and an unbeliever. And your unbelieving spouse don't mind you being a Christian. Don't mind you tithing. He said, you know, you go on about your business. And I'll go on about mine. But we're going to still be friends. And it's okay with me, honey. But listen, don't you divorce him. I'm saved now. Get out of my life. Wait a minute. You were just as lost as him a little while ago. <laughs> Amen. Now, now, God waited on you. You got to wait on him. You say, sometimes you have to wait a long time. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Turn there again. Uh, 1 Corinthians seven twelve. It says, but to the rest I say, not the Lord, not the Lord say, if any brother has a wife who does not what? Believe. And she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. So if they're content to live with you, let them live. And don't you allow yourself to get caught up in pride now that you're saved and you're right with God. And you want to club the man or club the woman. You can't drag them into the kingdom. They got to receive it just like you. And that's voluntary and free will. Number six, regardless of one's status, appearance, Career, possessions, or charisma. 
status, who they are in the community. You know, some folk marry folk because of who they are. Mover and a shaker. Some folk want movers and shakers. Then when you marry that shaker, he starts shaking you. He shaker all right. Shake, he shake you crazy. Marrying because of appearance. He got good muscles. She's fine. Career. I want me a doctor, a player, basketball player. <laughs> Let me qualify that. A football player, a doctor, lawyer. I'm going to marry me somebody. They can treat you like dirt. Not all the time. We got some great Christian folk who are, are doctors and lawyers and, and executives, and they love their spouses dearly. But what I'm saying is just because uh, that ought not be your aim and yet ought not be your objective because they got a degree or because they got charisma. It is far better to obey the voice of God than man. Stop lying on the Holy Ghost saying he told me to marry my unbelieving spouse. The Spirit of God never contradicts the Word of God. Acts 5.29 says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Number seven, there are those who say that they are a Christian just to get you to say, I do. But afterwards, you find out that they are everything but a Christian. Therefore, you had better hear God. Therefore, you had better hear God. You know, some folks are saying what you want to hear to get you. Am I talking to somebody out there? They, oh, they tell you, oh, you swear, I'm a Christian. I love God. And uh, they just talking. They don't read the Bible to you. Don't pray. They ain't coming to Sunday school, but they say they're a Christian. And, and, and you marry them just on what they say, but you don't see nothing. Then when, you, when they get you, the, the real them comes out. Amen. Number eight, just because a person is a Christian does not mean he or she is from the Lord for you. That's the other side. A person could be a Christian. Well, you're, that's not the only litmus test. There are a lot of Christian people out there. So you got to pray even among the Christians who's from the Lord in the midst of the group. A person can be a Christian and yet be argumentative, insensitive, selfish, untrustworthy, a liar, addicted, and even manipulative and a Christian. You got Christians like that. Amen. It is extremely important that you factor in spiritual maturity before making one of the most major decisions of your life. The person you marry may be a Christian, but they're immature Christian. They're carnal Christians. They'll drive you nutty. They're saved, but they, they're baby saved. You're married to a spiritual baby. And you married to them, and all you're doing is just cleaning up their mess. Because babies make what? Mess. Got to be the mama and daddy to your own spouse. There's a book back there. I think it's so loud. Your wife ain't your mama. <laughs> yeah, anybody? It's back in the well. I think they sold out that book. We got to order some more. Your wife, your wife ain't your mama. <laughs> Man, your wife ain't your mama. Clean up behind you. Amen. And, and wife, your husband ain't your daddy. 
You ought to be able to clean up behind each other. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You ought not leave undergarments and all everything. It's stuff all everywhere. Folks just got to, I mean, just sloppy all over the house. Amen. Ain't, ain't nobody your maid. You ought to at least clean up behind yourself. Amen. Wash the dishes. Take out the trash. You can't cook. Bring something in. <laughs> Honey, what we going to eat? What'd you bring? <laughs> Number nine. Being a good man or woman is no substitute for being a saved man or woman. Refuse to allow love to blind you. Your love for God must transcend your love for another person. I got, honey, I got me a good man. I got me a good woman. You're not saying much to God. You, it was, I got me a saved man. I got me a saved woman. That transcends being a good man or a good woman. Don't let love blind you. Number 10, refuse to trust your emotions and, and do not allow them to govern your life. Oh, I just feel it. Never make your emotions your authority. I'm overwhelmed. Instead, allow the Bible to be your sole authority. Emotions cannot sustain your marriage. Emotions can't sustain your marriage. If you have any doubts that the marriage, listen, listen to this now. I don't think I said this last week. If you have any doubts that the marriage you are about to enter may not be until death do you part, then don't marry. I respect folk. I know uh, members, several, right up to the 11th hour. At the 11th hour, they said, you know what? I've seen enough to know that I ain't doing this. Amen. I ain't doing this. And the dress is there. Cake is ordered. The reception room is all ready and prepared. The Lord says, if you do, you're going to be making the greatest decision of your life. You've been going on and on, trying to just hope it'll work it out. And you just said, oh, God is able. He'll make a way somehow. But something deep down inside of you keep tugging away and saying, something is just not right. And you know what? That's the Holy Spirit trying to keep you from a disaster. My wife and I know dear, fr- dear friends, a previous church we, we used to be members of back in Houston. The couple, I mean, they, they knew each other from elementary school. They were in middle school together. They were in high school together. They graduated together. They sang in the choir together. They dated for years together. And then they had a huge wedding. And seven days later, they divorced. It happens. And my wife and I, we were just baffled. What happened? But you know what? To this day, I never ask her what happened. I never ask him what happened. They're still our friends today, even though they're not in this city. Because I figured it ain't my business, and whatever it was, it was beyond repair. (laughs) And I just left that alone because they discovered something that they did not know prior to entering that relationship. 
I'm listening to this bald-headed black preacher. You had better hear God and stop moving past your signs. Some of you under my voice, you've seen enough signs to know going into, and yet you let that man or that woman sweet talk you beyond the voice of God only to bring you down. I'm talking to somebody in here. And it's quiet because you know it's the truth. It's the truth. You have any doubts? Don't. I respect a person. Give back the presence. A present is a present. Give it back. It just didn't work out. Y'all stop picking and probing and trying to be Dr. Phil. Leave him alone. They got to be married to him, not you. But if they have second thoughts and choose not to, get out of their tea cakes and get out their business. Oh, God, here it comes. Here's another. Y'all think I'm through. I'm Listen, y'all thought that was something. Wait. Marriage is an act of faith. Huh? <laughs> I can stop right there until I ain't through. A prenuptial agreement is not. Okay, I'll repeat it again. Marriage is an act of faith. A prenuptial agreement is not. Taking out a marriage insurance policy in the event the marriage will end is not trusting God that this is the person for you. Why marry someone you can't trust going into the relationship? You know what's so funny? Even broke folk make prenuptial agreements. (laughs) Ain't got a dime, honey, just in case. (laughs) Just both of them broke. (laughs) Neither one of them going to lose anything. Just in case. You got to do that just in case stuff? Don't. Y'all, I wish I could give an address to the nation with this message. I ain't through. I got some more I didn't say last week. It is not healthy. Oh, God help me now. It is not healthy or wise to have joint bank accounts, home mortgages, auto loans, or credit cards jointly before marriage. You poke your lips out all you want. I'm going to poke them right back in. I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost truth. It is not healthy or wise to have a joint bank account. Well, we're just trying to prepare. We need an account where we can work at. Well, we need our own stuff. Hold it! Don't you join up. You ain't hooked up yet. No joint accounts, home mortgages, auto loans, credit cards before marriage. You say, why, Pastor, why? Why, why, why? I'll tell you why. Stop whining. (laughs) Tremendous losses could be incurred should the engagement be called off. Did you hear what I just said? Tremendous losses could be incurred. Should the engagement be called off? Now you got all this. It's just like you divorcing. You even said I do. And you got all that stuff tangled up, found out it didn't work out, and all this stuff already pre-merged. Pre-merged. 
If the person, listen to this one, if the person is not as trustworthy as you may have been led to believe, they may act in a manner which could have a negative impact on your credit rating for years to come. This is before you marry. I'm talking about pre-marriage stuff now. I mean, they'll mess up your credit and you ain't even said I do. If the person is not as trustworthy as you may have been led to believe, they may act in a manner which could have a negative impact on your credit rating for years to come. I'm on the last page of this message. I'm going to make it. C. Listen to this. It's amazing how some people will have joint accounts before they get married and then open separate accounts after marriage. Now, somebody got to explain that one to me. Oh, I can't wait. Honey, it's going to work out. And we put everything together. Get married. Here you come on the side. You got your little private account. He got his little private. You got your little private out. You got your little private. Oh, you, you live like you ain't married. Couldn't wait to put that stuff together before we got it. Get married? Some of y'all know my voice. You got an account your spouse don't even know about. And you, you know what they did? You can't trust that rascal. She can't trust you. You can't trust her. You got it going. My wife and I, we got one account. That's all we had. We met almost 29 years. One account. One check and one check. Well, it's one. Her name is on it. My name. Ain't no private side stuff around here. In the same pot. Won't y'all say amen? Oh, God help me. Ah, let me go on. Number 12. If you cohabitate and won't marry because you will lose your benefits, then you are guilty of worshiping the God of money and therefore you are committing spiritual adultery. Huh, I lose my military this. I lose my pension. I lose my this. Listen, if, if you love it that much, you ought to be worth some losses so that God can gain you in the plus together for the kingdom. Honey, I love you so much, I'm, I'm willing to lose this for you because even if we got to start out down here, God is able. Seek ye first the kingdom. Bank on him. Anchor on him. I may have lost that, but honey, God's going to work it out. He's going to bless us because we are faithful to his word and I'm not going to live in sin for the sake of holding on to something that I lose if I get married. Y'all ain't saying amen, but I, good heaven is saying amen why you can't marry. It's about the love of money. The God of money causes some people who have the ability to work but refuse to because they rely on government assistance. I'm not talking about those who are legitimately disabled, so don't get mad at me. I ain't, I'm ta- I ain't talking about those who are, are legitimately disabled. I'm not talking about that person who are mentally challenged or whatever those, I'm not talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you got, ain't nothing wrong with your hands, nor your feet. Amen. You're just lazy. Won't work, lay up on the government, have more babies to get more money to watch soap operas. God of money. 
to live on the government like we ought to live. We live by faith. Number 13. Don't buy into Satan's lie. He'll make you think you can change an unsaved person after you are married. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. Without the help of God, you can't even change yourself. Not mention the other person. I got problems. You got problems. Now, how are you going to change the other person? You can't even change you without God. You can't. Oh, Lord going to change him. He going to work it out. God has, he can do everything but fail. You taking it out of context. The Bible says don't be unequally yoked. Yes, God will never fail. You better let the scripture, God, yes, God will never fail, but, but you better let the scripture interpret the scripture and not take, uh, take it out of context or commit isogesis. You got exegesis and you got isogesis. Exegesis is explaining what the text says. Isogesis is reading into the text what it is not saying. To make it say what you want to say because you want to do what you want to do. That's isogesis. Why don't you say amen? <laughs> In some cases, the grace of God moves an unsaved person, unsaved spouse to Jesus Christ because of the Christian spouse loyalty to Jesus. Sometimes God just moves in his own grace. But we cannot be presumptuous on God and assume that he's going to automatically save a person because you trust in God to save them after you get married. 1 Corinthians seven sixteen. turn there if you will. It says, for how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? Dare you not go into a relationship, you love him so much, you, God's going to work it out. No, you're you going to be out, out of that marriage. Last but not the least, a Christian marriage, even with the help of God, will have enough challenges of its own. How many of you got challenges in your own relationship? All of us do. How many of you got issues? How many of you, you still working? How many of you, we still trying to get there? All of us, even married with God. You ain't all heavenly. You only compound the problem when you marry someone who does not know Christ at all. Before you date or become engaged to anyone, you had better seek guidance and permission from God. I'll end this message like I ended it last week. It is better to be joyfully single than miserably married. It is better to be joyfully single than miserably married. You say, well, I'm married. Are you telling me to get out? No. I almost said something ahead of the no. No. Stay there, trust God. If he ain't beating your teeth out, if Jack ain't on crack, stay there, trust God. I like what Louis said, speak up, shut up, and then trust God. You know what some of y'all do? Women and men alike. Y'all speak up, but you don't ever shut up. And you sure don't trust God. I don't care if you're 40 single, 40 and single, 50 and single. Listen, you married to Christ, you be excited about your relationship as single. Amen. And if you're married, as I pray, you say, my marriage is not where it ought to be. Well, whose marriage is where it ought to be? Keep working on it. Keep cultivating. Don't give up. 
Don't let Satan take strongholds. Satan wants to devour and eat at each of you and wear you down until you say enough and bail out. It is better to be joyfully single than miserably married. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.